know, as kids, we thought lasers were going to be so cool. And they were going to be like just the coolest things ever. And then you get in the military and they're just one more fucking piece of shit. You got to carry on your, on your weapon. It's just like, God damn it. <laughs> I mean, it do- depends on who you aim it at. It can be fun. So I never had one of those. Uh, we in the trucks in Al Assad, we had those big yeah, ones you could light cigarettes yeah. with. No. Yeah, not even that cool. And, and we're supposed yeah. to shoot people in the face with them, yeah. I guess. I don't know. I know. Uh, so, was, so I got this one from a guy when he got out who was an armorer, and he was like, "Here you go, man. Thanks for being cool." And I'm like, "I don't, <laughs> I don't know." And I just <laughs> uses a laser pointer at the office, and uh, the dog goes bananas. Like I can get her sprinting across the house straight into the wall. Yeah. Like, Turns out when you're burning somebody's eyes, they'll do a whole bunch yeah. of crazy <laughs> shit. <laughs> well, I don't even put it in her eyes. Like you just put it in front of her and she'll chase it, man. Like it's it's like the cat's kind of like, man, whatever. And that dog is like, I'm yeah. gonna kill that thing. Yeah. And she'll run her run her up the stairs, run her off the side of the bed, into the wall. Yeah. How are you guys doing today? I am happy, full of joy and gratitude. Man, it, it was a great year. Great year, great Thanksgiving, a lot of ref- a lot of positive to reflect on. Um, Paul, how was yours? Start off with it was amazing, man. I had a lot of family over, which is not my thing, but uh, I was social. I we actually did ours uh, Wednesday, okay. Night, so I got off work, yeah, yeah. and then everybody came over. We all ate. It was a good time. And then yesterday was literally just kind of laying around the house, recovering. Nice. But I, for you know, for whatever reason, I can tolerate people for about two to three hours, and then I have to go disappear for two hours <laughs> and either nap or just recharge and be like, ah, again. Yeah. But I, I did well. I didn't insult anybody. It's uh, like being Batman with on, anxiety. Oh my gosh! Oh, I'm gonna have to get something for you guys. I know it's right here. You're so lucky. Uh, got on my mom's account, so I've been trying to figure out for years. Who is downloading some pretty heinous, uh, like, let's call it romance oh, novels? No. <laughs> and um, well, I was pretty sure. Oh, no. Like, my mom's always read romance novels, but this is like <laughs> the Kraken and his tentacle mistress and stuff. Like, it Beatrice is, yeah, man. And the Mako shark so, from the deep. <laughs> for anybody that doesn't know, my sister is uh, obese, probably morbidly i don't know maybe maybe take that out i don't know uh, but she's also a boudoir mermaid model uh i'm not gonna look it up because i don't need to see that ever again in my life i will um and, and yeah so her name is patty strobel and uh, i don't know what her like mermaid personality is but she's like, like greg uh, the pro- greg i need you to get on that yeah. how, how do we not know this uh, was a thing paul oh man da, 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 i hide some da, da, shit da, 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 da. but um <laughs> But so she's like, she's like way into this body positive. Yeah. I'm a mermaid and there's like a culture behind it. It is, yeah. it is nuts. She sent me a leak once and I was like, fuck you never do that again. Yeah. But, uh, so as family time last night, we pulled up the digital orders for Amazon and I saved some of these titles, man, like twins for the mafia boss, daddy, sassy, sweetheart, protective vows. And those are pretty, wait, wait, wait. all right. Uh, you guys, got... <laughs> give me, give me by the warlord. What's what I'm going to give you the good ones. Yeah. These are the good ones. The half orcs maiden bride. The half orcs maiden bride. Mm. <laughs> the one of the best ones. And this like it is amazing. Uh, the unicorn vet. <clears throat> Angel's a small town veterinarian with a horny secret. <laughs> Everly is a stressed out manager on vacation who just found out a darling baby dragon. <laughs> he knows they were made for each other, but a few things stand between them and true love, namely a truckload of mystery fish. <laughs> 
his suspicious werewolf colleague, her job that won't leave her alone, the flaw in his magic that got him rejected by the other unicorns, a deadly creature whose gaze turns things to living stone, and a teleporting chip. <laughs> what the fuck? All right. So, yeah. gentlemen. Oh, wait, wait. Three more. <laughs> we also have Kitty versus Alien. Oh. A feral, feral alien story catnapped by the Catman. <laughs> All these titles are available on Amazon. <laughs> Fucking Catman. Every time. The Orc from the Office from the Closet Cubicles, book two. Nice. May bonding with a co-worker's against company policy, accidentally or not. <laughs> Janice knows better, but <laughs> better than anyone that entanglements with co-workers are risky business. Unless he's an Boy, orc. Janice... <laughs> Dude, and and picture picture an orc in an office and what his job would be, because oh, you'll love Oh, I, I guarantee I know what his job is. <laughs> When Janice actually breaks the co-worker's nose, she finds herself unexpectedly mated to an orc and under monster resources scrutiny. Kent from IT department is a quiet nerdy despite the tusks. His emails are overly wordy and he won't stop apologizing even though she's the one who broke his glasses. Clearly, fate got this one wrong. So he is an office orc. Mm. Uh, her company laptop chooses this week. Cho- chooses this week to need the, the orc from the IT department repeatedly. She accidentally clicks on orc porn at the office, and their bond and will keeps pulling them together until it's complete. So orc I want to look at orc porn. <laughs> orc porn. I never thought in my life that would become a, something in my lexicon. <laughs> there was one about uh, betting your brother. This is a category on but on and again, uh, and again, porn. It has orc porn. The uh, the the three the three potential individuals that are downloading those books are my mom that'd be weird, my wife's or my sister's husband would be weird, or my sister. There's quite. I'm a gonna go with the husband. This is, this is the best thing since like murder mystery. This should be. This is its own its own clue game. This is better than Knives yes. Out. <laughs> Who's ordering so fantasy night- porn? Is it Mrs. Strobel? <laughs> Pops Jobel's mom, <laughs> his sister, or his brother-in-law, or is it all three? Yeah, dude. I and we went through twenty-four hundred titles that they have downloaded oh my God. to the Kindle. Oh twenty-four hundred, uh, and like, yeah, it ranged. Did you from call like this out with the family there to incest? Uh, so it was just uh, Hannah's family. Um, I've asked before, like, who's downloading this crap? Because mom bought all the kids' Kindles one year. And so it just starts popping up in the library. And I was like, yo, like, I get you like romance books, but this is weird oh, shit, yeah. like knocking off. Like the Centaur Bride, that's definitely one of them. Ooh. Uh, uh, yeah, dude. I can tell you one thing <laughs> one <of> them- <laughs> specifically what that book's about. <laughs> one Only one thing. Specifically, one's a one word title, and it's knotted. And <laughs> my niece was like translating for all the moms on the table, like, knotted. What's that? And it's uh, like, oh, Livy, you want to take this one? Well, you know when two dogs mate, right? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Holy cow! Well, there is a way you can find out um, when you look at all the Kindles registered to your account. You can figure out which ones have downloaded those books. So whoever's downloading them is immediately returning them. Oh, so we found three of the most recent. It was all the Mafia Boss stuff to my mom's phone. She's downloading directly to her Android. So I can assume to others, but I mean, it's such a, it's, it's different, yeah. man. But I, I feel, I feel it's a combination of the three. I don't know. What, I know what else, hus- uh, what else do you feel after reading all these titles? 
I mean, the drugs ca- took a lot of that away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it's weird, man. It's weird. Like, there's way too many awkward stories with my sister you know, to go into. But. I just... I, I would remove everybody from your Amazon Prime account. Just so, just so, you and your so, wife. So, Nobody else. <laughs> that's what Hannah says. So... My It'd be funny if the books still one. get downloaded. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Hannah, it was you the whole time. We got some splaining to do. <laughs> but yeah, um, no wonder your favorite shows are Amazon's money, Amazon Prime's new Lord of the Rings. <laughs> there was a lot of a uh, lot of a uh, bad dragon esque type titles oh, that I was God. like, huh. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> I sound guilty. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's one thing we can all be. Very grateful for this Thanksgiving <laughs> premium Did book titles. Slapping the V <laughs> to our. Uh... Oh man! Oh no! What was the Guar one I sent you guys? Oh my goodness! Bad Dragon teamed up with Guar and made uh, Infernal Worm. That's uh, <laughs> that's that's a, legit. That's a collector's yeah. item. That's a collector's yeah, item. I don't want to meet the people that order that. I just I'm just gonna throw it out there. Uh, <laughs> Hi. No. <laughs> 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 oh that was beautiful that was yeah no, that was zing, a zinger right there but yeah uh greg how was your thanksgiving man it was good um you know my my father was supposed to be in town he couldn't make it um we had a swift recovery you know one of my very old friends um happened to be passing by wanted to stop in you know i haven't seen him since i last lived in phoenix so uh yeah he he stopped in and once he heard, you know, my dad wasn't going to make it and it would just be Aries and I by ourselves, he was going to be spending Thanksgiving by himself, you know? So he's like, yeah, uh, you want to do this thing? And I was like, yeah, you know, like, duh. So yeah, we, uh, now we had a good, had a good meal, had a good day. You know, I, uh, I stepped up my, my, my Xbox game with my son nice you know got him playing overwatch and stuff like that so you know it's been uh it's been fun playing that stuff together but yeah yeah Yeah, man you know and you got battlefield back i've got battlefield well i mean i've always had it i just didn't want to play on pc but oh man there's nothing better than some good battlefield with an xbox controller oh wow it's funny that you talked all this shit about how amazing PC gaming is. I get rid of it my is. gaming console. Now I have a fucking bajillion gigawatt fucking gaming computer. You know, I don't want to hey, play with computers hey. anymore. No, it's cool. Hey, first, it's cool. First you off, flip and you flop. You, you flop never and you played. Flip. You flop you and you flip, Greg. Once. You're flipping and flopping everywhere. Have you been on Star Citizen once yet? I've been playing battle tanks like you wouldn't Ooh. believe. Up arrow, space, left arrow, right arrow, motherfucker. I, I am a, a fucking whiz with that game. <laughs> I am a champion. <laughs> I have tried playing so um, many games with this fucking keyboard and mouse. And let me tell you something. There's a certain age where you just can't learn things like that anymore. But so, hey, yeah. this connects to your PC. Yeah, but the, the only game that I can find to play worth a fuck that I can still somewhat understand is World of Tanks. So, uh, do you yeah. understand? Do you understand Battlefield? Ah, God, no. Everything moves so fast these days. Everything is too fast. Way too fucking fast. Everything loads up and I die instantly. I tried playing the Halo multiplayer with a keyboard and a mouse. Oh, yeah. No, that's Get bad. The don't fuck do that. Get out of here. Who does yeah, that? Yeah, don't do that. You, 
You, I you do need that. to play Jagged Alliance, yeah, Cab, yeah. because that's probably enough like work that you're like, oh, let's go to a <laughs> South America country and uh, create a shadow government and overthrow it. Okay. I'm going to play Hello Kitty Island Adventure for the next five years and just enjoy that. Just, you know, that's it. Animal Doctor that, on Nintendo that's, Switch. That's it. That's that's how great I am at gaming these days. Yeah. I do have uh, something to offer you, though, if you would like. Um, I can give you access. No, don't want it. Nope. Okay. Whatever it is, don't want it. I don't have time for it. I don't. I, I thought I was going to be gaming, but the real that's kind of how I feel about the re- reality is I, I'd rather spend time reading, doing something productive, downloading like great software for video stuff. Uh, I don't know if, if they had a game where you could play yourself doing productive things in that holy world. shit man sims <laughs> well, almost sims. but the things you get done sims. in the in the, the simulation world actually incorporate to your real world <laughs> oh dude that'd be the best <laughs> like the money actually yeah god that'd be the best oh ready player one here i come you know, yeah I'm, no I'm in it. no i like real life it, you know, you can water your plants, you can read, you can do great things, write, help people, and you can be grateful for real things. Hmm? Yeah. Yes. This year, there are so many great things out there happening to all of us on the Security Hall team. And uh, it's nice to have a dedicated day where we all share what we're grateful for. But what if, hear me out, crazy concept, we start integrating gratitude into our daily life nice. i mean it's a, it's a radical new idea but i'm telling you it has proven benefits for your health you gotta yep. try it gotta get out there and try it man every day we should do a security halt family christmas we need to do that with everybody yeah. we make that happen yeah. Just, uh, I'll buy everybody's stuff from Bandragon, and you have to wa- open it up on the webcam and see our response. Line. Here's here's what I propose. There's a lot of open land in Texas. Ooh. We buy some land, build a beautiful community home. Ooh. All of us move there. We start our own religion, and we I... wait for the FBI <laughs> ATF to come. So I assume one of the policies is I, I got it. I will I will find a new wife, and no, the- only you, only you can be with her. <laughs> I love her so much. I will never touch her. That I'll is just one hand the, her right over. That is one of the craziest fucking uh, situations I've ever seen and read about. Uh, hey, I'm the second coming of Christ, and. Uh, I need your wives. <laughs> Speaking of second coming. <laughs> hey, oh. Tell your wife to be in my dormitory. <laughs> Man. Uh, oh, God. Don't, don't cross-reference anything I tell you with no. the uh, Bible. <laughs> that would be just a lack of faith on your part. Totally. <laughs> you, you should definitely not... Ch- check into anything I'm telling Look, man, you to do. We're rewriting the whole thing. <laughs> He was just a misunderstood dude. Really cool. Especially that part of the end that was like, don't rewrite any of this. Like, we're going we're gonna to white out that page first. Oh, no. I, we would make horrible uh, cult leaders. Cult yeah. leaders? The last cult I leader think we'd be to pretty come good, out of actually. Indiana was Jones. Jim Jones. And, uh, he had a plan. That's a legacy I can't He had a vision, let me tell you. Yeah. yeah. A lot of dead kids. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> 
So yeah, many, just, so many. Dead a dead lot of dead people. A lot of dead people. Mm. Yeah. Delicious also, white tea. For your mental health, don't look those videos up. Yeah, that's not. I don't know, man. Um, some of the good documentaries, like they're they're enjoyable, but the YouTube videos always take it a step uh, a step further. I feel with the grimy footage and the the real depressive voices, like that's just setting oh, yeah. you up you, for failure. <laughs> you can listen to the final broadcast when they're forcing cyanide down. You know, no, we we and, shouldn't no. do that. I wouldn't. <laughs> None of that sounds no. appealing. You know, where where the hell were you guys when I listened to it? Like, we're the ones I've been telling out. you not to consume Stop that. Stop fucking doing this, Paul. This, this won't Please mess stop with me. Like, doing this, Paul. I need, I need to kill people numerous times. You're, what you consume is dangerous. Paul's is consuming Paul's me. Top five favorite videos on YouTube: <laughs> small puppies being drowned, small kittens being drowned. <laughs> Compilation like, video like of puppies and turtles, <laughs> small I, baby I like turtles the... being roasted alive. <laughs> you know, like, stop it, Paul. I like, I like the videos where they avenge those animals with uh, like uh, claw hammers. That's the ones I like. Gotta edit all that. <laughs> Gotta go ahead and mark that. Oh my god! Yep, at uh, seventy minutes and uh, three, two, one, we're back in. You know, <laughs> you gotta watch what you're consuming, Paul. That's it's it's horrible. <laughs> oh, take us back into something more positive, Denny. That's right. <laughs> Please, for the love of God, fear. <laughs> Yay! Fear, fear gets a bad rap. Uh, we always tend to think that. I came across a post on LinkedIn where a gentleman was uh, posting is like, I'm past my, my 20 years. I, I know I'm getting uh, ready to enter the civilian world and I haven't gotten any jobs. I, I'm, I'm fucking scared. This is really scary. I'm really fearful. Like, I don't know what to do. I need help. And it's like, hey, man, it's perfectly normal to feel that fear. You're about to, for the first time in your working life, because every transition you have inside the military, new command, new post, it's still relatively the same mechanism, the same machine. Now you're going into the civilian world. And yeah, seems scary, seems fearful. But let's talk about all the other things that we're always feeling scared about, all the fear that we have. Like Fear instinctively is not a bad thing. It's part no. of the human experience. It's put there so we survive. Uh, if cavemen didn't have fear, they would just walk up to those giant fucking uh, short-faced bears and just be like, hey, what's up? <laughs> or the fucking saber-toothed cats or all the different things out there that were there to kill our ancestors. But You're fear... going to give uh, Paul ideas for new <laughs> search parameters New video parameters. If, Please, no. <laughs> but fear Paul, do is, a, is a good thing. Nobody, if you... If you only look at fear as the reaction of superheroes, well, you're wrong. Like, you look at fear in the way that us in the military, like, like feel it and deal with it and still act. Like, nobody wants to go into a firefight. Nobody is without fear in those moments. You feel it, you sense it, and you overcome it. It's there. It's a guide. In fact, some of the greatest things, like, for example, roller coasters or, or jumping out of an airplane, bungee, all those things have fear your adrenaline's running you're fucking hooked up you're ready to fucking Ugh. go you're like oh fuck everybody's scared but then you get that great fucking exit out your fucking tight body position fucking 
chute opens up. You're like, oh, fuck yeah, I'm in the air. Then later on, you're doing free fall. Now you're diving out of that airplane and you're a fucking sky god. You're flying through the fucking go- the sky. Like, of course, you're a little bit scared, but you're, you're also happy. You're excited. You're, you're fucking yeah. thrilled, right? But there's still fear. Mm-hmm. Like, all the great things in life have some sort of fear in it. You're about to start a new business with your friends. You're about to finally write that book you've been wanting to do. Or you, even better yet, it's done and you're about to get it published. Like, there's that fear. Like, holy shit, people are going to gravitate to it. People are going to like it. Like, holy fucking shit. Fear is not a bad thing. If you didn't have fear, if, if you weren't scared about it, you're either like super stupid <laughs> or you belong to like, you know, a rich, very important family that's just going to get you connected with whatever job you want. Like, which, hey, that's kind of cool, but that's not our reality. Like, there is going to be fear. There is going to be some things that are scary. Don't focus on that. Start working. Start putting your plan into action. Because like we've always talked about, when you start putting some work and putting some movement into those gears and start getting some things rolling, that fear kind of starts to die down. It starts to like ease up. When you stop working towards your plan and working on your mission, then you're like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, God, I'm antsy. What's going on? Keep working on your plan, developing your strategy, networking, doing everything you can to get that dream job, get that dream position. Don't see fear as this horrible fucking thing like don't let it paralyze you like there's so many fucking people that see that and it's like dude like think back to all the scary things you've ever done and they've usually led up to some great fucking moments afterwards like remember the first time we robbed that bank greg that was fucking scary (laughs) but yeah great rewards great reward (laughs) yeah and someday when we flee the country, we can enjoy those rewards because we put it all in offshore bank accounts. Can't touch it right now. Oh, but yeah, like, like I know for a fact in your transition, there was so much fear. Like there was nothing those, but in those early, <laughs> early years of having to like, fuck, how am I going to float? How am I going to make it through this? But you've always overcome it. It's, it's part of life. Like we're not going to yeah. be free of fear, and we we shouldn't want to live a life that's just free of fear. Like it's normal, it's healthy. Like talk about it with your family, talk about it with your friends, develop your plan of action, execute. Like that's just part of it. I feel fear every single day. Yep, that that's just part of life. Like not to the point where it's like paralyzing. <laughs> like that's not good, but like. There is a certain amount of fear with everything you do. Oh shit, this is this move, this lateral move gonna be worth it? Like it, am I putting the right effort? Am I putting the right uh am I focusing on the right thing? I could sit there and, and what if it all day long and just be scared and paralyzed. And it's not gonna help me. It's not gonna help any of us. Nope. Fucking I'm all in, dude. Keep going. Keep going. It's gotten us this far. It's gotten us this far. And if we dodged all those IEDs, helped. I'm pretty sure we can dodge some more. <laughs> and I don't want to do that. <laughs> Best part is they didn't tell you guys anything about this. <laughs> don't fucking suck. You're driving on fucking normal street back home. <laughs> nah, brother. Florida man dies in honey. 
<laughs> Bro, we had that shit going on in Phoenix. Like it was like that. He was like the flashlight bomber. Like some dude was like making like little micro bombs and like leaving them in flashlights. So when you turn the flashlight on, they would go off. Oh, they were IEDs, and that was. Though. I mean, it's in it's an improvised explosive, but device. on the road, like you know, on made. Yeah, no, see, put them on the road. You put them on sidewalks. Put them in like around businesses and shit like that. Well, I mean, and, if uh, I pull over from driving, like and shit, turn on man, a flashlight. Yeah, let me go get this fucking uh, flashlight <laughs> right there. I go, I better test it out. You know, like, <laughs> but it was one of those things that I like. I had just gotten out and I was like, fuck, man, I get home and somebody's starting to plant IEDs yeah. around the fucking city. I was like, this is fucking stupid. Like, welcome home. Did, did that <laughs> yeah, surprise welcome you, home. though? <laughs> like, yeah, and there was a fucking to. flashlight sitting in the road by my house. And I was like, do I call a do I call the police? Like, do we, no, you got are to, we you just reporting flashlights now or should I just like, can I detonate in place? Can I shoot it? You know, it's like, I don't I don't know what to do in this situation. It was right. nothing. I, I went and tested it out. <laughs> That's pretty careless. I still have it, actually. <laughs> no. no just, yeah. I've, been, I've been making just them since never the very beginning. never turned it on, guys. You know, click. <laughs> they never caught me. Oh, God. Yeah. No, no. Get, getting out was absolutely terrifying. Every day, every moment, every thought had fear wrapped yeah. in it. You know, and it was uh, even looking at jobs, you know, seeing seeing job ads and knowing like, OK, I think I'd be a good fit for that, you know, and and. Uh, man, it's just terrifying, like, am yeah. I because it's one of those things like we. We recognize our skill base, we know where we're strong, we know, you know, like we can inside our head, we we know like, OK, I know I can do this. But there's just so much fear, like, what if, you know, so what if start happening? Like, yeah. what if this happens? What if this pops up? Well, I've never done this, so what What do I do then? And it's shit that I always got scared of, shit I was always worried about. And come to find out, you know, I'm really good at figuring things out like that. You know, any, any of those things that pop up, you know, I may be scared, but, you know, it, it does give me that motivation, you know, because there are other things that I'm more scared of. Yeah. I I would rather sharks. sharks are up there. Um I don't like islands. Hellfires. Hellfire <clears throat> missiles. Hellfires are yeah. Um depending on which side you're on. Yeah. Uh no, but uh yeah, there's man. And that's the thing is there's there's overlapping fears with different stuff. You know, even with new jobs, if you're going into a new place, um uh, or even, you know, I mean shit like rejection. Yeah. Rejection is a massive, massive fear that I have. And it, it, I'm getting better with it now, right? Because this is something I've talked to my therapist about. Um, embracing rejection and, 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 you know, knowing that it comes with everything we do Absolutely. in your life at every, at every turn, there's going to be rejection. You know, it's, it's part, it's part of life and we need to, we need to normalize it in our heads and we need to understand that it's not the end of the world. You know, how many jobs did I not get versus how many jobs have I got? That's all rejection, right? How many times did I attempt a relationship and it completely got shut down in advance because of whatever reason, right? Got rejected. So it's something that we've all experienced on massive levels, but we still fear it yeah greatly you know like and that's going to a new job doing a lateral transfer getting a new boss there's 
oh my, man, you want to talk about fear in the workplace? I could have the most stable job in the world. But for some reason, getting a new boss, you know, say oh. a new COO comes in or a, you know, new general manager comes in, something like that. There's just this underlying fear that, oh shit, you know, like what if this dude absolutely despises me? You know, what if he hates me? Like what? And, and just for no reason, you, you have haven't to, talked to the guy yet. We're making assumptions. What ifs. You have to yeah. completely abolish yep. the shoulda, coulda, what ifs. And that's not going to be beneficial to you in any any environment. Like you can't control. Yeah, trying trying to assume anything that we're doing is just it's just shooting ourselves in the foot every you, single you time. You get to that point where you're just paralyzed by analysis and contemplation, yeah. quarterbacking. No, look at the end of the day, you have to be able to execute. Walk in, do the face to face interview, get. Get comfortable with falling on your face. Get comfortable with getting the rejection because you know what? You're it's gonna happen. You, and, and that's and you don't want every opportunity yeah. to just be like, oh yes, absolutely. We want you here at the dildo factory. Because then you'll jump into it and you'll be like, oh great, fuck that. Keep no, working, I, I keep yeah, I fully encourage people best fucking position, best place, best job. And if it doesn't work out, keep forging ahead. If you are transitioning out of the military, we have a few friends. I mean, you know, Denny, you're you're going through it, but you have your path. You have your passion. You know what you want. Yep. You've got that all lined out. You know, you're you're in a very small percentage of people that have that figured out. But everybody you know? can. That's the yes. point. That's yes. the thing that people don't listen to is there's nothing separating me from the guy next in line. I wasn't here before. I was looking at other people that were doing it. And until I took enough time for myself and, and dug down and found the courage to stand up and say, I don't know what the next chapter is, but I want it to be a hundred percent authentic to who I am. Yeah. And that's the truth because any of us can get out and get a job working at X, Y, Z, and we're not going to be factories. fucking happy. We're not going to be fucking yeah. happy. We're going to be doing a job and trying our best to excel at it and get it to fulfill something within us. But it's always going to be a shortfall. Take the time. Sit down. Get with organizations like the Honor Foundation. Get with other fellowships. Get with any opportunity you can to refine your skills. Figure out what they are. Figure out what your passion is. Figure out what you want to do. And get on track. And then go after and start networking and start honing down and figuring out what exactly your future is going to look like. Otherwise, you're going to be stuck with that job that you fucking hate. And within six to nine months, you're going to quit. Like, Don't be desperate. Be willing to say, hey, you know what? It's not going to be fun, especially if you don't have uh, if you don't have the, the perceived idea of that runway, of that ability of time and space to get to that point. And if you haven't if you haven't exited and you're not on retirement yet or you're not leaving yet, start figuring out who you are and what you want to do. Simon Sinek's yep. uh, Start With Why. Find your why. Start figuring out who you are outside of the military, your identity. You are not the uniform. You are not the badges on your, on your uniform either. You're a completely different and more complex human being. And you owe it to yourself to start working on you. 
and start feeling that fear. That's a little bit of healthy fear you can start right now. It's like, I need to know who I am before I get to next, to the next, in the next six months, I need to figure out who I am. So I can start that part of the transition already knowing who the fuck I am and what I want to do in life. You can do it. Everybody can do it. It's just, you got to be willing to stand up and say, hey, you know what? I'm ready to be uncomfortable and say that I don't know who the fuck I am and start looking. And then uh, one big thing, a lot of people think that, you know, whatever passion they have now, whatever they're feeling now, that doesn't have to be your, your end all be all. Yeah. Chase your passions every time those passions come up. You know, you could be chasing something that you absolutely feel in your heart that this is what you want to do. And four or five years later, something can change. We change. We we grow. Yep. You know, and, and it's okay to face that fear that you change. You know, good, bad, indifferent, we all do it. Recognize it, embrace it, continue the chase. Keep going for that passion. Do you if you have to rediscover what it is, so fucking be it. You know, that's part of life. It's what we're here for. You know, it, it, it's something that I've had to do a few times, you yeah. know, and just knowing that, yeah, this is not for me. I thought it was. I thought in my heart, this is what I wanted to do. And I don't. And what did I do? I, you know, hey, I'm going to go try something else, you know, and I, and I took those leaps and it was, it was for the best. You know, it's put me where I am now. I'm exceptionally happy. There is fear. You know, we've, we've discussed it offline, right? Yeah. We've talked about this. But ultimately, no matter what direction it goes in, as we've also discussed, I know I'm going to figure it out. You know, so I and it's okay to be afraid. I'm going to be afraid. I'm going to be scared of it. I'm just going to accept it. But I'm not doing the what if thing as much as I was. You know, I still do it. And and we catch ourselves, you know, and and it's it's nice. I'm going to say that it is nice being able to catch yourself and be like, you fucking idiot stop it yeah. you know but uh one of the big things for rejection go fucking do interviews whether it's over the phone it's in person it doesn't matter what the place is like pick jobs pick jobs that you know you're probably not going to get things that are going to be challenging and uh i think it's healthy i know some people are against it but i think it's healthy to go into different interviews or into different situations where you know you're going to get rejected. So that's already there. And experience the interview process. Get those jitters out. It's like the first time you go into a board, right? We all hear about, we all see it. We know the process for going into a board and sitting in front of, you know, sergeant major and a bunch of first sergeants. But until you're actually in there, you know, you, you don't really know how it's going to feel and how it's going to go. So that's one thing that, you know, to help with that one, when you're transitioning out, it doesn't hurt to go do a couple interviews that, you know, job you don't care about, you know, they're probably going to reject you. At least that's concrete it's in your head, you know, so it shouldn't affect you as badly when you don't get that call back. But at least you got the experience of knowing what it's like to step into that room and do it. And Paul, what were you going to say? I say there's, there is value in the what if though, right? There's value. And I think there's a tool there. It's super beneficial where you process things that gives you that, that voice to go, Hey, what am I thinking? Am I, and, and start those questions of, am I happy where I'm at? I think the real skill set or the real tool is being able to turn that off and not get stuck in that and not be in that place where it's always what if like, Oh, this could have been different. 
what part of what we should be good at or we we have been good at is we're good at making decisions and dealing with the consequences or the results um so i think it's good to be able to stop and pause and go hey where else could i have been what's the benefit but then also reverse that okay what's the positive where i'm at right now where's the growth where is this go to where's the next opportunity and start to just so you're real with yourself yeah um it's it's okay to question stuff. It's okay to be unhappy. There's nothing wrong with waking up one day and going, "Man, I hate my job. Yeah. I hate where I'm at in life." But that's totally okay. But you have three options: you can stay where you're at, you can do something to change it, or you can just quit. Well, there's no benefit in just quitting. If you stay where you're at, nothing's going to get better. So make it better, uh, and maybe and maybe make it better as you exit. Maybe make it better for the next round of people that are going to take it on, or whatever that's going to be. But that's one of the things is be willing to grow and be willing to continue to develop. And I think that's a skill set that most civilians don't have. They don't have that. They, they want to get settled. They want to say, I earned this. They kind of want that. They, they want to know they're worth something. Yeah. They want to feel that value. And unfortunately, I think one of the good lessons in the military is one of the lessons is that the corporation doesn't value you. The army, big army doesn't care about you. They're going to replace you, but there's a positive lesson in that because most organizations are going to work the exact same way. So instead of trying to get the value out of the position or the place you hold, you can go, hey, I'm a valuable person regardless of what anybody thinks about me. Maybe the real question is how much value do I add to the role I'm in? And when I don't feel like I'm adding any more value, maybe that's indicator. Maybe that's when I go, hey, now it's time to go. Not to what if, but say, hey, I'm no longer moving the ball forward. It's time to change. Uh, And that's the growth and evolution is to go to the next place now. Yeah. Another another great thing that I want to highlight for anybody listening one thing I didn't have a, a really good understanding of is how valuable your experience really is on the outside. And and you got to be able to start thinking about your value versus how you're taught to measure your worth in the military. Cause it's always about the team. It's always about like, we not anymore. You have to start cultivating your story. Start remembering all the great things that you've done throughout your career so you can highlight those things. Highlight your friggin' winnings, your the way the way you navigated your life in the military, the way you led, everything that made you that great leader and a winner. You gotta start living and and working towards remembering all those great things. Cause our NCOERs, OERs, everything's always said about what you did as a team, your collective efforts. Like start remembering all the great stories and all the great examples of how you were a great leader. Like have all that stuff readily available because you're going to get to the point where you're going to start talking about yourself and you don't want to be talking about, well, we did this, we did this, or as a team, we accomplished this, a squad or a platoon. No. How did you like have those stories ready yeah. to go? How did you accomplish something with metrics? How did you succeed in challenging times? Be ready to yeah, boast about yourself. Talk about you. Um, all those things were foreign for me when I started this process. It was really hard to like dig those out and where I wasn't feeling really weird about talking about my actual accomplishments and th- and then writing that up in the resume and having all those things ready to talk about. It's just so, such a weird concept, but it really is your story. It's your chance to talk with that hiring manager about all the great things you've done. So just always have that ready to go. And so much of it is character driven. Like one of the things I know about UCAB is 
your selection story isn't how you smoked all these dudes and you were a total badass. Like you did that, but your bigger part of your story is you cheered people on and helped people make it that may not have made it. And that's, that's what companies want to see. Cause in the end you're, I mean, people are people like, yeah. right. Your boss wants you to do a good job. So he doesn't want a bad hire, but he wants somebody that's going to help him do the stuff he doesn't want to do. Yeah. Yeah. He wants somebody that's going to cover down when there's weak team players uh, and he doesn't want to have to coach all those guys. It might be his job. He's going to hate doing that. So if you can carry some extra workload, he wants that. And then maybe that's not the great greatest establishment, but then you can start changing stuff and moving pieces around and start affecting that and making it a better place. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude. And that's, that's one big thing. No matter where we are in life, uh, professionally, everyone has the capacity and the ability to be a change agent right you can you can be that person uh even if you're the you're a ground hand you know simply enough your attitude your demeanor and how you conduct yourself in multiple situations can can foster change you know it, instead of being like everybody else it's just going to say ah oh, shit you know and just yeah. throwing tools around and getting pissed off if you've got the one guy that's out there and he's like all right well happens you know let's let's get our stuff let's get lined out and let's let's do it you know and just just be that you don't have yep. to be like yeah guys like it doesn't have to be you know an overreaction but just not having those negative reactions alone puts puts a different tone out there for people yeah you know and that's one of the things that <clears throat> that helped me out was i don't have to be pissed off that something broke at work I should be happy that I have something to do because at that point, you know, let's say I was the maintenance supervisor. That's my job. Why am I going to get mad that I have to do my job? You know, it's, it's all part of the function, right? So, Hey, embrace it. Yeah. You don't have to be mad, you know, that's, and that will help foster change and, and bring that change to different teams. Yeah. One, one of the, one of the things I've started focusing on is, getting away from a lot of the stories that we think as veterans and service members that our interview managers or the hiring team is going to want to hear. Like I I've reformatted the stories that I share or, or highlight in my own head because like it's, it's a better for me. Like I try to think of like the best experiences that I ever had in on deployments and how those experiences correlate with working in the civilian sector. Like my one of one of the greatest things I remember in our second Iraq trip was no, it was the first learning how to play catch. I didn't grow up with like a great healthy family, like role models, like parents. I didn't have that. I learned how to play catch in the 82nd on a deployment. Like being part of a close-knit team that took the time to get to know everybody, find out what everybody's weaknesses are, and yeah, got along outside of work and were able to foster that environment of like, hey, let's play catch. And then you have a grown grown man doesn't know how to play catch and you're teaching him. Like, that's fucking awesome. To me, that was like, that's always a memory that sticks with me because here I am, late mid to late 20s, learning how to play catch in Iraq with my squad. Like that was one of the coolest fucking moments in my military experience. I was like, man, like that's 
that's so fucking awesome. Like leadership and caring for each other translates in so many different ways. Uh, yeah. That little, that space and time with uh guest and money, Mike and uh, the few others that were there, like, Oh, you don't want to play catch. Cool. Let's, let's teach you, man. Such a great, powerful message of, a team be, being able to come together and teach someone something just purely for the fact of like teaching somebody a great skill. It's way better than any story about fucking ambushes or killing somebody or calling an airstrike. Those little things, those are great friggin' stories of real humans interacting with real humans. But we don't ever talk about those things. Or at least we don't try it. We think there there's no value in that. Yeah, like, and it's it's prioritizing your value you know, in, yeah. in those stories, because um, I realized later on that all the stress that we go through, um, we feel like people in the civilian world don't understand it, right? But what we, what we have to understand is they have a preconceived notion. If you're in the military, everybody thinks that everyone has been through like the most insane fucking combat yeah i've i've discovered that like the civilian side you don't have to tell them those stories it's it's already in their head (laughs) they already think that like oh what if this guy was fucking doing all this crazy shit and they're those questions are going to come they're going to ask you're going to get annoyed just like we always do and you're like listen i don't want to talk about that stuff okay you know and you can do it respectfully and politely but highlighting those things like you brought up denny you know, because that's, you know, teaching young men how to change their oil, how to do standard maintenance on their vehicles, like their own personal vehicles. You know, th- hey, I, 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 my, my, my old check oil lights on. It's been on for about, I don't know, like six months. And it's like, bud, that's bad. You know, being able to explain to people yeah. like, hey, this is how we maintain our equipment. This is how you maintain something in your life. And taking the initiative to do that versus shitting on somebody because they didn't have that in their upbringing. Yeah. It's powerful. You know, that's, I mean, you know, you know how powerful that could be. Oh, yeah. What's, what's one, I would say, non-standard, great, happy memory from deployment for you? Um, <laughs> um, camaraderie with complete strangers, right? So the, the first Iraq, when I showed up, I, I showed up a little bit later. Um, I didn't fucking know anybody, right? You, I mean, you want to talk about like fear with inclusion and shit like that. You know, I'm a fucking brand new fucking PFC, uh, scared as fuck. Not only because I'm going into what I have, you know, preconceived notions of being a monstrous combat zone. Yeah. Surprise, you know, (laughs) but, uh, it's one of those things where I was really worried about like, who's going to be in my unit? Who who are the guys that I'm going to have to live with? Yeah. You know, those are the things I was thinking of like, fuck, what if they hate me? What if I hate them? Shit. You know? And it was just that breaching that threshold, going into that unknown, stepping into that can or tent or wherever, and just immediately being able to find a connection, find some common ground yeah. with somebody around you and seeing how quickly those those bonds can form if you just open up and you're vulnerable with information and you share things you know i 
like uh Stevens, right? I don't know if you know him, Dustin Stevens. Um he was he was a S three guy. Like you know, I was with him. I think he stayed there for a little while longer. Um, great dude, amazing guy. You know, he was a specialist because he had a degree. He was also you know fairly new to the army at the time, and he and I got thrown into the same room together. And I'm seeing you know ooh a specialist, and at the time I'm like, well, what if he fucking tries to fuck me up? You know, like what if what if he does this and that? Come to find out, he's the nicest human being I've ever met. Yeah. You know, he's a complete sweetheart. And we had an amazing deployment together. You know, just having that room and and being able to grow together in this, you know, and having somebody, like, because he was also vulnerable with his stuff. Yeah. You know, somebody would be talking shit and he'd be like, I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. And I'm like, yeah, I know, me neither. You know, we'd both just kind of giggle to ourselves like... But we should learn, you know, like yeah. we should, we should definitely figure this out. Those, I don't know. Those are the, there's so many of those moments that those were my favorite. Yeah. You know, making, making new memories, making those new bonds. That was, that was the good stuff. Yeah. Sounds like he was quite the love of your life. He, uh, he full blown like Buffalo build me. <laughs> Like, I mean, had his whoopee and was like, would you fuck me? Like, tucked and everything, bro, I died. Stevens, I'm sorry if... <laughs> then he went inside you. And made I'm you, sorry. And made you a man. But, you know, we made a fucking 10-pound gummy bear because we were bored one day. I don't want to know about that. <laughs> you buy a 10-pound bag of gummy not, bears. That's uh, You set it outside that's in the Iraqi it's sun. Not, it's not cleared for this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> oh. You let it melt. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Editing note at 50 minutes. <laughs> oh, what, what's, a, what's a good non-standard uh, memory that like you, you hold close <clears throat> to yourself from deployment? So one of the, the things that like stands out to me, uh, I went on this really cool, we'll call it a mission, where it was me, Sergeant Helm, Sergeant McKenzie, and Kearns, and I think Poole. We went back to the, uh, the kind of the cushier place in Afghanistan. Uh, Salerno from Tillman. We were supposed to just grab some, like, dip for people. We were just kind of doing, like, a little fun run type thing. There was more stuff going on. I don't remember all the details right now. But um, it was kind of a nightmare because it was an interesting mixture of rank. I think it was an E4. Lowest ranking guy, Kearns was an E5, and then everybody else was a six or a seven, whatever. But um that was like when I really I think I, I stayed to myself through so much. Um I just kind of focused on what my job was and what I was responsible for. But uh that was when I got into like storytelling, like um meaning like I liked writing stories as a kid, all that, but I never like hung out with people and you just told stories of like, hey, back home. Yeah dated this chick like and it has nothing to do with the army and it has nothing to do with and and the stupidest thing could do is be one of those oh i was the biggest stud i banged all the chicks and really what it turned into is like three of us just talking about how we were such big nerds how we never fit in yeah. um and kind of all the stuff that is a culmination of what this is right like it's going hey uh i didn't fit in where i was i i wasn't where i was supposed to be and i was made for something better and then kind of realizing you're all in the same spot and there's success, right? Like, yeah, I wasn't an athletic kid, but I'm with some of the most badass dudes in the world right now. And the reality is the, it was like, it's like the smoke pit talks. Yeah. Like that's to me, that's like something you can't catch in the civilian world. And it's just always missing. But like, that is the penultimate of 
deployments, man. Those times you hang out, oh, yeah. and bullshit. You just kind of it's it's like nothing great is said, but you hear about every backstory. I mean, talk to a cab at one point there, uh, and I remember something about a Briggs truck and change and all this stuff. Like, yeah. there's just things that you remember that you will file away, and like despite what anybody becomes, you always have that little part of for them. And you're like, dude, this is like this capturing is a life, manatee man. in a fishing net and stabbing yeah. to death. Yeah. With yeah, yeah dude. Uh, yeah. Just like <laughs> all the Rolf, good stories. <laughs> Rolf posted something on veterans day about getting his uniform out, talking to his kid. Yeah. And I sent him whatever that penis winkle bean thing is. And he just like, <laughs> but the fact that like you can have some stupid tiny thing, but to have a friend reach out and say, yeah. Hey, but I think that's what the sharing and the suck part is and that joy. And like, I, we just did inventory and I was telling my plant like, dude, yeah, I'm cheering it on all week. Yeah. I can't wait. And they're like, dude, you're an idiot. Like nobody likes inventory. I'm like, but the benefit is, is when life sucks, that's when we all get closer. Exactly. Together. Like, Shared hardship. If you're, if you're missing that. Yeah. If you're, if you're just going, this is the worst day of my life, but you're not doing all the other fun stuff, then you are missing an opportunity because oh, so, yeah. you're getting paid time and a half to push a broom and get to hear about the guy next to you's life. Yep. I know what goes on. I mean, the greatest moments in service, the greatest moments of your life are going to be the ones where you felt fear and you felt like you were miserable and sucking just at your worst. It's not the great moments. You're never going to remember the fucking graduations. Like you remember the, the weeks you went without fucking food out in the middle of fucking nowhere, Iraq, because you couldn't eat your MREs because they were all expired. So everybody was just diarrhea everywhere, just <laughs> shitting your pants everywhere. Like, you're not going to remember all those great times, like all the wonderful, happy go lucky times. Like, I don't remember a single great 80 second fun time. Like, I remember all the miserable times because that's when we were all happy with because we had each other. Like, we were with each other. We were out there. Would have sucked. It was miserable, but we had each other. I can't remember one significant thing from like an, a graduation. Like, I, but no. I can remember, I can remember every miserable fucking time where we're all together out in the rainy field, cold as shit, like waking up, like, what? I mean, fucking freezing. I can't. And then other privates are dying because they zip themselves up into a fucking sleeping bag. I'm like, you, you stupid motherfuckers. You have to be <laughs> freezing. Get your head out of the fucking. <laughs> like, we all suffer the... together, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Don't die one silently most... by asphyxiation, you dipshit. <laughs> Open your sleeping bag. <laughs> Speaking of which, one time I used a MRA heater to heat myself under a poncho yeah. while I was in shoot turnout detail. And uh, I came to when some NCO was kicking me in the back of the head <laughs> <laughs> going, you fucking passed out. It's <laughs> like, oh, he's like, what are you doing? I was like, I was using the Samari heater. And he's like, you're stupid. Like, you're going to die, what, man. I'm like, one oh. of my favorite miserable moments was uh, getting ready for that second Iraq deployment. We're out area J in like the worst fucking winter. This is like negatives and it's snowing everybody out by that lake <laughs> yeah everybody's freezing and fred Stee is like walking around like kicking people to unzip their sleeping bags and i'm like why the fuck are you idiots zipping yourselves up in the sleeping bag you're gonna die and sure as shit i forget which one of the new kids it was i think it was campbell um he he's fucking halfway to death because he zipped himself up just just 
shaking him up. It's like, you got to keep your head out, Campbell. It's like, <laughs> it's like <laughs> you stupid boy. <laughs> oh, man. I just wanted to slip away. <laughs> I, dude, I remember uh, being out there and the laughs throughout our, our little patrol bases yeah. where, you know, we're supposed to be fucking quiet, but everybody's laughing because our fucking bivy sacks are all frozen solid. Yeah. So we're all fucking just struggling to break ice to get out of the fucking things. Yeah. And it's just, you know, you kind of like you let your guard down. Everybody's just like, yeah. you know, the, I, I need to piss, but I'm just probably going to do it in the bag. Like, it'll be warmer this way. You know, I, I can't get out. It's yeah. frozen. You know, like, uh, just, it, it was just shit like that. You know, it was so bad that even like I remember Sir Mac, I remember Anger, all those guys were still like the the you know the platoon leadership is just like this is stupid. This is way too fucking yeah. cold. And I yeah. remember the next morning everybody's just like, all right, get them guys out of there and start having them move, get everybody moving around. We start getting everybody moving, and they bring hot chow, and I forget the name of this dude. I had a kid on my team that was just the absolute worst. Uh, it wasn't Helton. It was actually worse than Helton. It was like an HHC kid that got moved down to us. Really weird, dude. Really weird. I'm like, hey, man, go get hot chow. We're about to go do fucking training. You got to have something in your you gotta have something in your system to be out there pumping and moving. He's like, Sergeant, I've been around this all the time. Or no, it, how do you, just, uh, I can't even. I've been running around with my parents on this, Sergeant. I don't want to eat stuff like that. I was like, oh, my fucking God. Yeah, go fucking eat the food, or I swear to God, I'm gonna force feed you. <laughs> I'm gonna rip your head off, this, and I'm gonna shove this, that fucking chow down fucking your throat. Like twenty-two year old is telling me, I, I, it's stuff that just doesn't look appealing." Sorry, God help me, God help me, son. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to force feed you these fucking gelatinized <laughs> eggs. If it's the last thing I do, never thought I'd have to like sit there and like give. Give him a like fucking force feed a fucking a a man adult. child. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you will eat your fucking food. Oh yeah. God. Yeah. Or like even with the energy drinks, like <laughs> stop drinking 15 of those a fucking day, you idiot. You know, like there are so many of the guys that would just slam those things. Yeah. You know, they're like, my and fucking the, kidneys hurt. Makes the best sense. Part you know, is, just, is like like we as NCOs are like stop drinking the energy drinks and like a month before we got promoted we were doing the exact oh, yeah. same thing yeah <laughs> and it's like look yeah i'm telling you this cuz i have to and it yeah. makes sense i like, i never got in the monster and they had those big cans the giant like it's ridiculous the, the cans had like four servings inside <laughs> yeah there's 32 ounce cans <laughs> and who's going to and when i was a private like, i would drink those <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I just need energy. I'm like, I don't know what's in there. Yeah. But this nobody does. none of this is good. It's not a Fedra, I know that much. <laughs> the back of that, the container can say gorilla cum. And you're telling me you'd still drink it? Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. I need energy. Domestic, majestic <laughs> animals. I wish I had the muscles of a gorilla. Like, All right. If you shake the can enough, it'll solidify the cum at the bottom, and you can save it for later. <laughs> That's how the serving system works. It causes a separation. It doesn't just mix it up. Why do you think it's so popular with dudes, man? <laughs> oh. Dudes love gorilla cum. I'll say this. You do it that way, it so, keeps your teeth white. For whatever reason, I love focusing... I love focusing on the stuff I didn't have, and I did that with... um 
with the guys in my truck in Iraq yeah. where well, we would just talk about whatever. And I know we'd go out uh, in Afghanistan. We'd do that patrol base thing, be out forever. But I remember uh, it was it's important because I, I did it this uh, Veterans Day. But like we would just sit there and think about all the shit we wished we had. Like, oh, I wish I had hot wings yeah. from whatever, like yep. Applebee's. Oh, I wish I had a big fat juicy burger, whatever. <laughs> and so this year, like when I did <laughs> the food, man, something I did very different. And I was like. <laughs> All right, think of a time in Afghanistan when I wished I could have eaten donuts. And it was like, oh, yeah, man, sitting at Cop Rice, listening to those guys or smelling those guys cooking goat and just eating like crusty ass MREs yeah. all day and being like, dude, I wish it was just cool to kind of like try and put yourself back in that headspace yeah. and be like, oh my gosh, man, like I, I appreciate this so much right now because I just wish I had. Like, I, I remember when I wish I had this. Now it's here yeah. and it's like, instead of just wolfing this thing down, it's like, oh, man, like, these eggs are not jello. These eggs are not a solid clump of whatever, like egg mix. Like this is, this is legit food, you know? Yeah. I loved it. Dude. It's uh, that's a power of being grateful, man. Power of being able to look at your everyday life and taking that pause, taking that little bit of time, just be like, man, like fuck, like I, I catch myself doing a lot more these days because it's so powerful. Like for instance, if we, if all of us grew up, and pretty bad uh like we weren't we didn't come from rich families you know no and look at all of us we have homes we have stable homes we have food like to and and it, this is the crazy part like a lot of people are like what the fuck are you talking about you have like stable food I'm like yeah no like we have good food <laughs> like we have good food we have power electricity we have water like i have have the ability to read books whenever i want i have fucking internet yeah. like this is awesome like, but how, yeah, that's, how often do we stop? Like I'm making it more, more of a daily ritual to show myself the, like how wonderful I do have it, like how great and how far we've, we've all come. Yeah. Like, fuck dude. Like we have great lives. You have great yeah. community. We have great friends and the more we're open to seeing the goodness around us, the more it's going to multiply, the more great things are going to happen. And I can remember a time and place when I wasn't doing that. I remember when I was living uh, back at Bragg, first nice house we had. I never stopped to think about how great I had it and fucking amazing, beautiful home, wonderful fucking dog. Never, never took the time, never took the time to appreciate all the things that we had or I had learned to do. Like never, we just kind of just take it as a, well, this is normal. No, man, like every day you wake up and you're able to say hello to your wonderful family and friends and you're able to walk around your home, show gratitude, be grateful for it because it wasn't always like that, at least for us. <laughs> I know that for no. a fact. <laughs> Dude, I love, so right now my, my oldest, no, my middle kid, she wanted to watch this movie Intergalactic with, uh, Matthew McConaughey or whatever. I think that's who it is. I don't remember. I don't watch it. <laughs> <Good moment>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, but she's she's Interstellar. Just like, I, yeah, yeah. It's a great movie. It's a great movie. And I, I'll need to check it it's out. It's an I amazing just, movie. Too, too many people, so I just kind of oh man, all the nieces. Nope. But um, she, she's telling me about it, and it's fun because they're all like, they're all in this really wild face. Like I think. Veterans Day, I think, really keyed me in on it. Like, they all wanted me to show up for their presentations, and I kind of told me last minute I just didn't do any of them. But um, 
I was stuffing my face and it was awesome. <laughs> but uh but uh I got Applebee's, like, damn it. <laughs> she's like, the whole movie's about this dad who has to leave his family and he might not ever see him again and he doesn't. She's like, I just can't imagine what it's like for a dad to be like, hey. And you're just kind of like, it's like crap's starting to hit them. And they're just like, holy cow, man. And you're like, yeah, like, that's that's why, like, I don't know. It's not a reason to be crotchety and old and crappy, but it's like, dude, that's why kind of dumb like I am. There's just things in my head that I'm like, it is what it is, man. We just do this, like, be thankful for it. And it's just like self-sacrifice themes as they're hitting them hard. And they're like, man, I, I just watched this film about whatever. And these people gave up everything for, so other people could have it better. And it's like, heck yeah, yeah. dude, you guys are getting it, man. It is of all the sci-fi movies that have come out in the recent years, that is easily my number one favorite, hands down. It's that good, Paul. In fact, I can't. I, I it's it's wow. it's up there on my list as well. I have to agree with you. It is like so that movie good. is phenomenal. Yeah. So I I, I can't. I, I don't know how I can continue doing this podcast with you. Until you see that until movie, I go watch it. You have to see well, it. Uh, we've we've made we've really made references good. to that movie all the time. We, we have, have made so many references. We're explorers. Mark. What's funny is like <laughs> I know so much about it. Like like when she said what it was, I'm like, oh yeah, this happens and this happens, and she's like, don't wrote it, and I'm like, oh, like I'm you're the one that saw it. Like I didn't. I know of it. And I understand how it ended and what the whatever is. Yeah, no, nah, man, it's on the list. I gotta hit that up. Yeah. Needs to be at the top of the list. I, mean, I, I don't know what you're doing the rest of the night, but you're not going to bet that you watch that. The music yeah, alone, the music alone, it's it's powerful. 80s sword and sorcery movies, man, like some busty barbarian chicks. I don't see how that can't right. be at the top. There's nothing. I'm about, about to say something movies. really controversial, but the absolute yeah, yeah. best sorcery movie is Dragon Slayer, the old 1980s oh, that one. One's, that one's pretty solid. Um, I like the cheesy ones that just they didn't have a snowball's chance, so they just went out and made a made some cool trippy uh like Sorceress is one, the Sword and the Sorcerer's yeah. one. I mean, they're not great movies. There's nothing good about them, but they just kind of make you know, mm, yeah. this is yeah. yeah, we need a good dragon movie. Uh without Matthew McConaughey. Dragon. The last Matthew McConaughey dragon movie. Oh mm. I fucking loved Rain of Fire. Well, mm. Yeah, brain damage. Yeah, but I do. Movie. You also have a love story with you and a man named Dustin. Yeah. <laughs> hey, he's Dustin. Who the fuck falls in dude. love with a guy named Dustin? Guilty. Like stranger <laughs> Things stuff, man. Like... <laughs> oh, Dusty, my dust bunny, can blow me in the dust bowl. <laughs> hey, hey, what, what about James Manning? Not. I, I was going to ask James you about Manning. him at some point, but. Slip? Yeah. Yeah. What about him? You hear much from him anymore? Yeah. Talk to him oh, okay. uh, often. Like he's in. Uh, You're like right in his world space, right? Uh, we we used to live right down the street from each other. Oh, really? No uh, shit. Yeah. I just completely fucking. Did you. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> he was uh he was a fister. Who is uh, this? With, with uh, third platoon. Yeah, I think he's a third platoon uh, fo. Um, but yeah, he uh, he and I happened to fucking. <laughs> I just feel like just like that's bullshit. Why do I have to have like fucking brain damage this much? 
I'm gonna lie, pretend I know. Yeah, blonde hair, blue eyes, gorgeous dude. Hey, definitely all <laughs> it, the opposite. It makes life uh, more fun. There's <laughs> some people are like, there's no strangers. Cap's like, there's only strangers. Yeah, like, there's uh, only strangers. <laughs> every single time I get a phone message from someone that I didn't save on my phone, it's always such a deep personal text message. Like, oh my god, dude, I fucking love the new episode. You got fucking love you. I can't wait to be fucking hang out again. I'm like, oh uh, yeah. Uh, that me too. Samesies. <laughs> Who the fuck is uh, this? <laughs> Why did I shout out to a to a one Jason Sowers sent me a message on Veterans Day. What? Like, hey man, hope everything is good. Really thinking about you a lot lately. Miss you. Would have loved to hear from you. All this wow. stuff. Uh, and he changed his number. <laughs> so I was like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Who the fuck is this? And he's like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah, one thousand percent. And he's like, I've called you before. And I'm like, yeah, I, I that doesn't. I don't know who you are. And then he goes, it's it's Jason. And I was like, oh, hey, uh, here's the three other numbers I have saved. And he goes, oh, yeah, I changed phones a while back. And I was like, okay, like, you made me feel like trash. Like, I was like, oh. oh. All right, this is Kitty versus Alien from the Feral Aliens genre. I don't even know. When I catch my neighbor trying to steal my cat, I do what anybody would do. I hit him with a spade. That's when I discover my mild-mannered, cute, but boring neighbor is actually an alien with fur and claws. He doesn't work in finance either. He's an interstellar bounty hunter. Interstellar bounty hunter. According to him, I've been aiding and abetting a fugitive in the form of my cat. And now Mr. you have Tips. to pay the boy Whatever toll you, oh, in you semen. No, <laughs> you, you, you have no idea. How do I pay? <laughs> Space bounty hunter? Witcher. When I refuse to give up Mr. Tittles, I find myself dragged before a merciless alien court. I have no chance of beating the charges, and the sentence is not what I expected. I become the bounty. I become his chain-kept alien kitty. Uh, oh, God. Oh, God. All right, that's about You're it for this week's now. episode. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which is great, because this week it's sponsored by Chris Jackson. Electrician at large. If you live in Northwest Florida and are looking for an electrician who also likes space porn, Chris Jackson is your guy. <laughs> Let me tell you, I've had a lot of electricians in my life, but nobody knows how to work with electricity like my friend Chris Jackson. So if you live in Northwest Florida, in Crestview, Destin, Fort Walton Beach, or anywhere in between, call Chris Jackson at 334 334- Three four two two zero five zero, or send him an email at chrisjackson92 at aol.com. Holy fuck, he's still on AOL. Jesus Christ. And remember, Chris Donnelly jacks on, he also jacks off. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and if you're a senior or military, you get 20% off any service. And any service. And, yeah, if any you're a civilian, service. you get 10% off. So, Call him, email him, get him working on your stuff. And if you tell him you heard this promo on Security Help Podcast, he will give you an additional 5% off and a high five. Might even buy you lunch. So if you work it right, you can have a great day. Maybe Full don't bring service. up the, uh, the addictions to space porn, though. <laughs> I would. <laughs> <laughs> He's all about it. Only in an accusatory tone. <laughs> You sicko. Oh, really? <laughs> Till next time, we love you. Goodbye.